welcome. You're listening to a sermon podcast from Oak Hills Church in Folsom, California. We are in the last week of our Inside Out series, and today's reading is from 2 Peter. I'm going to read from uh, chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. It's on page 1,225 if you want to follow along. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. As has already been mentioned, uh, in a moment I'm going to invite whomever wants to, to go to one of the microphones that are in the aisles and to share what God is up to. Uh, in your life, where he might be stirring, uh, what he's been doing perhaps through the last several weeks as we have been in this Inside Out series, or what he's been bringing up in the uh, small group that you've been in, where you've been talking about some of these things that have been part of this particular series, or what he's been up to in your life that has nothing to do with this series, where God is moving, where he is stirring, what he is doing. So I want to encourage you to be thinking about that Uh, as we come to that in a few minutes. Today, you may or may not know, is Christ the King Sunday. One of those Sundays where it gets a title. We may not be quite so sure what it all means, but this is a feast that was introduced uh, in the liturgical calendar within the Catholic Church primarily in 1925 by Pope Pius XI, which was about seven years after World War I ended. And he established this feast, at least in part, because he felt a growing secularist nationalism was gaining momentum in Europe after World War I. Now that alone is worth pondering, to have Christ the King Sunday at a time when a growing secular nationalism is on the rise throughout Europe. So the focus on this feast is not surprising, is the ultimate supremacy of King Jesus. A reminder to all of us that he is the one who will reign forever and ever. That he is the king who is greater than any other king or any other political leader. And for the past six weeks, we've been talking in here about inside-out transformation. Christ being the king of our inner world of thoughts, feelings, will, and so on. Because what is inside of us, as we all know, one way or another, whatever's there will make its way out of us. 
one way or another. We live, in other words, from the inside out. And one of the ways we demonstrate <clears throat> on an individual level that Jesus is our ultimate king, or at least that we desire for him to be our ultimate king, is by cooperating with his Holy Spirit to transform our inner world, our inner being, so it reflects the inner being of Jesus himself. And if you've been part of Oak Hills for a while, or, or maybe not, this is one of those things that is at the core of who we are. It is something that we seek to emphasize again and again because we believe this is actually critical, crucial, essential, maybe, apart from what God does, maybe the most essential aspect of what it means to be his follower. In 2 Peter uh, chapter 1 and verse 3, Peter tells his readers this astounding thing, God's divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. Pretty remarkable statement. Through God's power and work within us and our cooperation, we go along with that work, God can bring forth uh, a godly life within us. Verse 4 says we can actually participate in the divine nature, meaning God's goodness and God's character and God's life can grow in us and then flow through us and out of us. For this reason, Peter says, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection love. He's talking about the transformation of our character, the good fruit of Christ-like character being cultivated within us. And this good fruit within shows itself eventually through our words, through our attitude, through our actions, through how we relate to other people, and so on. I want to make this really simple. This series has been about this thing. Some of you may know what this is. It's one of these lemon squeezers. I highly recommend the metal one over the plastic one because they don't break. So I've got a couple lemons up here. This is what this series has been about in a nutshell. Put this in here, half a lemon. This lemon, by the way, is from our official sanctioned Oak Hills lemon tree right here on our property. You put a lemon in, and I'm about to squeeze it into this little cup. And the question is, what's going to come out? Diet Coke? Uh, the inside of a hot pocket? Let's see what comes out. Ah, looks like lemon juice. <laughs> so think it through. This is what this series is about. Put in a lemon, squeeze it, lemon juice comes out because lemon juice is on the inside. What if we put a lime in? What would come out? Lime juice. What if we put a hot pocket in? What would come out? Turkey, carrots, all that kind of stuff, right? What if we put you in? What would come out? What if we put me in? What would come out when life squeezes us? And as we all know, not in pressure points, at every point, what happens is we live our lives, we do our relationships, we interact. These aren't big crisis moments. They're just every, everyday things, and they put the squeeze on us. And when they put the squeeze on us, what's inside of us, we don't have to try to have this happen. That juice didn't say, hey, let's run out and into that cup. As soon as the squeeze came, out came the juice. And it's the same thing with us. 
When life happens, when the squeeze happens, what's in us comes outside of us. That's the answer. What comes out, whatever's within. And life, with all of its twists, turns, and pressure points, squeezes us, and what's in us always finds a way out of us. So transformation of our inner life is a crucial piece of our life with God and with others. And we've covered all sorts of topics in this series. We've talked about our view of God. We've talked about our view of ourselves. We've talked about our view of the gospel and what it is. We've talked about how change actually happens, how our insides go from, if you will, orange juice to lemon juice. We've talked about how we follow Jesus. And one thing is hopefully crystal clear through all of this. Authentic spiritual growth takes time. God works. We cooperate with what he's doing. And transformation, inner change, gradually, slowly occurs. But it's usually not quick. It's usually not an overnight thing. It's usually a process that takes time. And God's part of the process is to lead it and show us where he wants to bring his transforming grace. Our part of the process, in a phrase, is ongoing surrender. Where, to use the line of a song we've been singing, we let the king descend into some aspect of our thoughts, feelings, choices, perspectives, attitude, behavior, whatever. We let the king descend and cultivate in us things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I just can't stress enough as we finish this series, the ongoing nature of God's work within us to bring forth his purposes and good fruit. This is the adventure of the Christian experience. It doesn't stop. It doesn't end. We don't get to a point and go, got it all, down perfectly. I'm exactly like Jesus in every way. We don't get there. What is God up to in me? What is he up to in you? Where is he leading you these days? What is he kind of poking at within you these days? Where is he inviting me to take a new step, maybe a risky step? Where does he want to bring his healing deeper into my inner being so that his transformation can happen? I think about my own experience, my own life. I can remember being 10, 11, 12 years old and thinking and wondering about all sorts of things. I could tell you what they were if we had the time. I look back on that now at the, when I was 10, 11, or 12, thinking about things, wondering about things, and I can look back on that now, and I know that much of that uh, was God at work within me, God stirring things in me long before I knew that he was doing anything in me, long before I knew it was him, long before I knew that that was his hand. And throughout my Christian experience for a long time, uh, all throughout, I have regularly sensed at times God, and here's the key word, inviting me to surrender in such and such a way so that he could form his life, his perspective, his character in me in that area. And I'm not going to go into this, but all throughout this series and for the last bit of time, there have been things that have been stirring in me where I can just sense that God is saying, ongoing surrender, Mike, let it go, 
Let me come in. Let me descend. Let me transform. This is the adventure of the Christian experience. And obviously, if we're not interested in this, if we're not interested in learning the way of surrender, we're not interested in learning to continue to grow, we can pass on this. And we can pass on this even as sermons are being preached and we're reading Bible in our Bible studies and all sorts of other things. We should not equate all those things with the adventure of the Christian experience. They're part of it. But what are they leading toward is really the question. And they're leading toward Christ being formed in us. So the way of Jesus is the way of ongoing surrender and transformation. Here's the other thing. This adventure was always intended to be experienced with other people. It's a communal adventure, in other words. We walk together with others, and they walk with us. And I don't mean we just go along and do life together. That tr- that's true. But we walk together in the particulars of these things that are being stirred in us. So every now and then, around here, we have what we call words of the people. Because when people share what God is doing in them, how he's stirring in them, you may not realize this, but other people in the room are impacted by that. Every time we have words of the people, someone stands up at, let's say, this microphone over here and admits first to being a bit intimidated and a bit nervous and all that stuff. And then they share what God is doing in them or where they sense him leading or how they sense him shaping them. And then over here, somewhere in the back, let's say, Someone is sitting there and they're listening to this person. Now, none of us would know this just by watching, but someone over here is listening to someone over here. And this person over here hears God's voice through that person at the microphone. And that person's voice, that person's sharing, has an impact spiritually and soulfully on this person over here. And that's why we do this on a regular basis. So today is your opportunity to be the church in this way and to minister to each other, to be pastors and teachers and priests and brothers and sisters to each other through the words of the people. So let me give a few guidelines and then I'm going to just invite whoever wants to to go to one of the microphones. The first and maybe the most important is don't be shy. And that's always something that people wonder. I don't have anything to say. No, you know, I won't say it right. I assure you none of those things are true. None of those things matter, and people will be moved by what you say, so don't be shy. Be focused. This isn't just a share for all time, and I say that uh, gently, but this is not a time to talk about whatever. This is a time that we're encouraging people to share, what is God up to? What do I see him doing in me? You might even have a word to say, what do I see him doing in our church? What do I see him doing in my group? What do I see him doing in my family? But what is God up to in me? Where is he leading me? Where is he inviting me? Where does he want to bring healing in me? You might have an insight. You might have a scripture that's been particularly meaningful. There could be an area of personal growth that you're sensing the spirit of God is working on, and you want to bring that and share that with the rest of the community. I would encourage you, uh, by way of guideline, to be as brief as you can, so as many as possible will have a chance to share. I might ask After somebody shares, I might ask somebody uh, near you to pray. Now, don't fret over this or go running out the room. Uh, I'm probably going to pick at uh, people that are in leadership of one sort or another. I've tipped a few of them off to this, that if someone shares something, I might ask somebody else to go to the microphone and pray for them in what they've just shared. The last thing I would say is you don't have to wait 
for the microphone to be cleared. There's plenty of chairs. If you're over here and you want to go there, you can get up and move even while somebody's talking and just be ready to roll uh, when they go. So let me pray, and then we're going to come right into this time of words of the people. Holy Spirit, we recognize that when we come together in your name for your purposes, that in some way that we can't necessarily understand or explain, you are there with us. And so we thank you for the gathering of our church today, for your Holy Spirit's presence with us, and for the opportunity we now have to minister to each other. We ask your Holy Spirit to be at work. We ask for ears to hear his voice, uh, for hearts to be tender to him, that you'd be present in this in ways that will shape and form us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.